0: Nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Hello everybody. This is Sam, host of Against the Grain. We're back today, November 19th. Um, we're going to just do a really quick video today. I've got a bunch of stuff that I got to get done in a very short amount of time because there's a lot of exciting things going on. As we can all tell, there's a lot of exciting things, but um, working on plan B for a lot of things. Uh, ah, so, yeah, a couple quick housekeeping notes. We have Nikki Necks. Um, I have started a traveling thrift. If you are local to Saskatchewan, um, I can come pick stuff up for you. Um, You can come drop stuff off. It's uh, by donation basis. I take donated items, um, sell them for thrift shop prices, keep a little bit for gas and groceries, and the rest of it goes right back to the community. Um, Community projects, food banks, community members that are in need. We are seeing a very large amount of people that are getting to the point where they can't even pay their bills. They can't leave their homes. They can't afford groceries. Food banks numbers have gone way, way up. Um, it's it, things are starting to get a little tight going into December here. I mean, all part of the plan, there has been speculation that uh, things are getting tighter for those reasons for the great reset, which is no longer speculation anymore. We'll go over that here right away, but uh, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing, Nikki Knacks K N I K K I K N A C K S. You can find me on Facebook. Um, Go like the page, join the group. Again, if you're local to Saskatchewan, we can work up, pick up donations, drop off donations, and uh, check out some of the fun stuff that we got. Um, next thing, we have Michael Obernicia coming on to the live stream next week. Uh, we was going to have him today. I was not going to do a show today, but then I decided last minute, you know what, I'll just do one anyway, even if it's just quick, just to kind of stay on things. I got to start working a little bit more on presentation and stuff, because I have been doing this for two or three years, but I want to improve. Um, So we decided to do this tonight. We have Michael Obernicia coming on to the live stream next week to talk about Great Mortgage Swindle, the stuff that's going down there. It's absolutely wild. They've got people borderline being jailed for the COVID stuff that they're starting to pull down. It's like he'll, he'll go over a lot more of those things, but it's very very interesting what's going on just to put it quite nicely, but you guys are not going to want to miss that one. So we'll start putting the shout out for that soon. So you guys can get in tune with that. Um, We'll figure out a time for when he's available. He's quite busy right now. I am more than honored to be able to have any of his time because he is the amount of people he helps and the amount of things he's doing, the fact that he can spare like five or 10 minutes to talk to me just on the regular average Joe day. And then be able to sit down with us for an hour or two to just kind of talk about the things he's going on about. It's just absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Okay, going forward, there's a couple things that I want to touch on today. Uh, Specifically, this COVID stuff that's going down. Um, I just got the word, word from the bird, that Manitoba, Manitoba, there we go. We're just going to go find the link here. Um, Manitoba is going to be shutting themselves down. I'm going to go see if I can find my friend's post here. Just give me one second. Um, He posted the link. This was right before I popped on. I saw this. It's just absolutely wild. I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't even know what to think anymore. Uh, Starting tomorrow, Friday morning in Manitoba, only households can be together. Before this, you could have five additional people over on top of your household. Exceptions are made for home care, child care, tutoring, construction, renovation, deliveries. If you live alone, you're allowed to have one person over to visit. Public outdoor gatherings are limited to five people. That's the same as before. Stores are the only only allowed to sell essential items. See, this is what's really getting me about this whole thing, is that they're considering things like clothes are not essential items anymore. Last I checked, we're living in, like, frigid temperature areas. You can't go without clothes. You can't. And that's why I'm making my Nikki Knocks available um, for people to donate to start getting those clothes available to people for thrift shop prices for, you know, off people's hands that, you know, just wild stuff. Making making things, resources available. If the grocery stores and the big chain stores are going to stop selling us what we need, we still need to be able to pick up after ourselves in the meantime. But yeah, going back to this, stores are only allowed to sell essential items. Other items need to be removed from the shelf. Closed off or marked so they can't be sold. The province has around 3,300 people in the province to enforce these new orders. If we heard that correctly, um, yeah, we've been locked. They've been locked down since last Thursday, but that wasn't enough. Are we are we waking up yet? No, no, we're obviously not. And the fact that they're locking down even harder. The fact that they're locking down even harder, even though we've been told masks work, clearly means they don't work. It's just another control mechanism that they're using in order to be able to shut things down. I'm going to post this here for you guys. This is... Where am I? There we go. I'm going to post this in the chat here. That is the shutdown PDF so yeah it I mean this PDF goes over a little more in detail a person who can enter a private residence of another person who provide health care allow a parent or guardian to visit a child who doesn't normally visit with that child deliver items provide real estate respond to an emergency a person who lives on their own may have one other person with whom they regularly interact attend at their private residence or may attend at the private residence at, of that one person so yeah we went from five to one um, Wow and they're even oh my goodness a person is permitted to briefly enter into the exterior portion of a person's property for example to drop off delivery. Excuse me but if we're outside how what does it matter? How many people come to the outside? Are you telling me that you're not? I'm not even allowed to have certain people on my property? Like, this is the limitation and the complete destruction of private property rights. There is no private property rights anymore. The fact that they can tell you who can or cannot come onto your property, never mind in your home, just right onto your property. Like, wow. Wow, absolutely interesting stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'll just let you guys look over that, but, like, Manitoba has just gone absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. I mean, list of essential items, personal health care items, mobility and assistance devices, baby and child care accessories, outdoor winter apparel. Funny how they say outdoor winter apparel is essential, but not regular clothes is essential. Amazing, isn't it? Hunting, fishing, trapping supplies, tools and hardware, cell phones and cell phone accessories. Since when is a cell phone a necessity? I mean, I'm sure people could live without their cell phones, but apparently you can buy a cell phone and cell phone accessories. Wild stuff. You you can buy a cell phone and cell phone accessories, but you can't buy clothes. Non-essential items refer to goods and products that do not sell in the orders. This includes... Jewelry, flowers, perfume, consumer electronics, sporting equipment, books, and toys. So, sorry, kiddos. You uh, you ain't getting Christmas this year because the government does not care about you. They care so much about you that they don't care about you. But, I mean, this is all part of the plan. This is all part of the plan. Um, Justin Trudeau is working to completely destroy this country. There we go. Here we go. UN. i go see if I can find this video. It has been floating around this last little while that Justin Trudeau was confirming Agenda 2030. Everybody who thought all the conspiracy theorists were crazy. Um... Oh, I didn't know YouTube was owned by Google. Isn't this interesting? I just went to DuckDuckGo and I clicked on the YouTube video of what was going on here. And it says YouTube privacy warning. YouTube owned by Google does not let you watch videos anonymously. As such, watching YouTube videos will be tracked by YouTube Google. And we're going to get into that right away about how they got totally nailed. There we go let's find that link we're going to pop that link here in the chat for you guys boop here we go um yeah justin trudeau flat out admitting that we are on track for agenda 2030 that we are ramping up to start bringing down that so-called sustainability um very scary stuff. If people think, "Oh, COVID's scary," blah blah blah, that that ain't nothing compared to what's coming down the tubes with the so-called sustainability, folks. Like that, that's gonna be a doozy in its own. And I hope people are prepared because I mean, we've taken lessons from communism when it comes to you know socialism, communism. And I know some people out there get offended when I I crap on those things too much. Like, don't get me wrong, I do think there are aspects of those certain. Um, societal constructs such as, you know, helping one another <laughs> and instead of being so divided that nobody needs to help one another. I mean, nobody is entitled to another's uh, fruits of their labor or their their labor. Um, nobody's entitled to those things. But I mean... At the same time, you don't need to be so individualistic that you're greedy and you have a bunch of things and you let your community suffer simply because you're greedy. It needs to be a fine balance in between those things and a fine balance fueled by love um, in order to get the job done right. Uh, doing it from the heart. That's the problem is we have, we don't have a lot of people doing it from the heart anymore, which is a real, real shame. Uh, hold on here. Okay, there we go. So yeah, Justin Trudeau, flattered admitting that, uh, yeah, where we're going, Agenda 2030. And Agenda 2030, if you guys haven't checked that thing out, that is a doozy absolute doozy in fact i'm gonna go over there and i'm gonna read you a few of these things and then i'm gonna get into some censorship stuff that has recently popped up with google twitter and facebook um with their stuff going on there that's getting a little scary with those things there that's going on Agenda 2030, uh, SustainableDevelopmentUN.org, Transforming Our World. I'm not going to read over all of it because it is one hell of a read, and it's quite a long read. So I strongly suggest you guys take a moment to pop over there and check it out. But yeah, number one, Ending Poverty in All Its Forms Everywhere. Uh, by 2030, eradicating extreme poverty for all people everywhere, currently measured as people living in less than $1.25 a day. Uh, by 2030, reduce at least half the popul- proportion of men, women, and children of all ages living in poverty in its dimensions, according to national definitions. I don't really understand how making our country in poverty is going to solve the problem of pulling people out of poverty. But, I mean, that's just me. Um, 2030, build the resilience of the poor and those in vulnerable situations and reduce their exposure to vulnerability to climate-related extreme events and other economic, social, environmental shocks and disasters. Again, I don't understand how you're going to be building those so-called resistance when you're doing things like outlawing wood stoves in canada because they're giving off too much emissions i mean these a lot of these people who are living out in the middle of nowhere have to use things like a wood stove in order to be able to live because they don't mind living without power and things that's how they choose to live but when you're restricting the ability to even have things like you know a rocket stove in your home and i strongly suggest you guys check out rocket stoves um if you haven't heard from them before they're basically like a powered-up wood stove that's kind of like a gasifier. It has a burn chamber um, that sucks the air through up into a second chamber that actually burns the gases as well. So it burns twice. It burns the wood, then it burns the gases, and then sends it out the other end. It's actually quite safe. It's quite economical. It burns everything twice so you don't have to worry about the creatine buildup in your chimney that could catch fire. The emissions it gives off is just a fraction. Like, I've seen videos where you can see, like, there's no smoke coming out of the chimney whatsoever. But you soon seen you go inside, you can see that there is clearly a fire in the fireplace. But then it also uses, like, one-fifth to one-tenth of the amount of wood. So it's very economically friendly, very tree-friendly. It's just incredible stuff. The scientists that actually built these things... We're trying to improve a wood stove in areas where they still needed wood heat, but they couldn't have a lot of access or they didn't have a lot of access to wood. So they came up with this. And this thing is just engineer genius. It's genius. Um, I've also heard of people who have built wood or rocket stoves in their homes in the city and places where... It's actually illegal to have a wood stove because if everybody has a wood stove, it would be too much pollution. But they built these things, and the neighbors didn't even know that they had them because that's how little emissions it gives off. So why we don't have something like that? If the government really cared about our well-being and really cared about poverty and really cared about the environment like they claim they do, every single house in North America should have one of these. It should be mandated that every single house in North America where the snow falls has one of these, which is basically the whole of North America or at least the central areas. I mean, especially Canada, like like it even snows sometimes in B.C., you know, it's like everywhere on the northern hemisphere in Canada should have this thing. But the government is going to instead put more and more restrictions on and they're not going to let you have this thing because they're not going to give you insurance because, well. Insurance—they—they they can't put a price on that, but insurance doesn't care. They just need to make money anyway. So there's another tidbit of how the government doesn't care about you. They just care about the money and the control of you. Um, going back to agenda 2030, I'm not going to go over all of these because I don't have much time today. But like ending world hunger—I mean, again, I mean when when you all, there was a place. Let me see here. U.S. Here we go. See, if we're going to be ending world hunger, especially in places like North America, why do we have shit like this? A human world, kitties block blogs. EPA gives thumb up on a vaccine to manage deer populations humanely. So essentially, this is a vaccine. That uh, causes infertility in deer. Infertility. Instead of having people go out and hunt to maintain the deer populations. Even though, you know, we have an explosion of human populations. Which are taking over everything. But it's not even so much the humans. It's the complete destruction of the environment in order to please humans. But that's another rant for another day. Um, Why do we have vaccines to sterilize deer when we've got people going hungry, then these deer are so-called causing problems. I mean, here, I'm just going to read this first little bit here, and this is going to blow your mind. And if you are a believer in vaccines, if they can do this to deer, I would maybe think twice and start questioning on what they can do to humans and what they have done to humans. Hey, reading this. For years, when community residents became agitated about the presence of deer in their neighborhoods, government leaders and residents often defaulted to shooting or even killing the animals with arrows as a way to reduce their densities. Because, you know, eating them is apparently a no-go. It would, you know, give a lot of people who, you know, have no food free meat, but whatever. If we want socialism or communism, that would be the ideal route is to have people go out and hunt for these animals and give them to the people who can't feed themselves. I mean, just simple thinking there. Anyway, now on a move that will help communities interested in considering a different and humane response to conflicts with wildlife, the Environmental Protection Agency has approved the registration of an contraceptive vaccine, Zonostat-D, for the management of deer populations. Similar to Zonostat H vaccine whose use in humane control of wild horse populations is well established and effective. Zonostat D is the trade name for the porcine zona pellucida PZP vaccine adapted for deer. PZP blocks fertilization by triggering the production of antibodies that bind to the protein envelope surrounding the egg. Adding this vaccine to the management toolbox enables wildlife management managers to reduce populations gradually, often without resorting to lethal methods. Sport hunting or sharpshooting management options are considered unsafe, impractical, and unpalatable pal- uh, in many urban and suburban communities. Are you hearing that? Are you hearing that? I mean, they're talking about sustainability in that article. And this one was from 2017. They're talking about sustainability in that article. And yet in here, in the fucking agenda 2030, ensure healthy lives and promote well-being for all ages, ensure inclusive, equitable, uh, afford, ensure access to affordable, reliable, sustainable energy for all, Ensure or take urgent action to combat climate change and its impacts. Conserve and sustainably use the ocean, sea, marine resources for sustainable development. Protect, restore, and promote sustainable use of terrestrial ecosystems. Sustainable management or sorry, manage forests. Combat desertification, halt and reverse land degradation, and halt biodiversity loss. Lake. Oh, my goodness. How are you going to halt biodiversity loss when you're trying to take out the deer? Because they're becoming a pest. So instead of allowing people to hunt and eat the deer, you want to take them out with a vaccine. Like, this this is what we're saying when we have, like, this, this Agenda 2030. They have kind of like a God complex. <laughs> they kind of have a bit of a God complex here. That they think that they're going to be able to sustain all the things which one is that? Uh, number five, number 15. Well, number 15. Let me see here. Yeah, number 12. By 2030, achieve the sustainable management, efficient use of natural resources. Um it's just you guys got to read this thing like I could I'm I'm not going to waste the time reading it all to you today but you guys really need to sit down and give this thing a read because every time they talk about um reducing uh climate this or sustaining that or doing this and sustaining that I mean this isn't by the people doing it by their own free will this isn't by the people realizing like oh hey if I cut down all these trees in this area it's probably gonna affect something or you know if I grow a whole bunch of grains and then have a whole bunch wasted and then continue to force the land to reproduce over and over again, it's probably not going to be as good for the land or my health. Or something is, you know, like, oh, well, if we all um, live a little more separate and in smaller communities, we probably won't have so much of a spread of a communicable disease if, you know, people aren't going all over the place and we just kind of keep to ourselves, not because, you know, We want to, but it's more so like, well, not because we have to, but more so because we want to. And it's just, there's so many things. It's like, this is all straight for control. I mean, this is, this, the UN is just going straight control. And it's just, it's just wild how they're willing to tell you right to your face. I mean, Justin Trudeau just did a video and he's telling you right to your face. This is the plan. We're on plan. We're on track to do these things. And that's kind of really scary. That's kind of really 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 scary um especially like you know when people are trying to talk about these things and now we're being told that like you know like we we, we're like facebook and twitter are starting to really clamp down on freedom of speech and being able to share information i just saw Larry Cook the other day and I know like there's a lot of people who like them and there's a lot of people who really don't like Larry Cook but I saw that he got his Facebook recently removed his Facebook group because he was like what he was friends with 5,000 people followed by like thousands of people he had like a Facebook group of like 160,000 it was quite a large Facebook group stop mandatory vaccination And it got completely destroyed, just like that. And he was told no chance for appeal, none, no chance for appeal. And recently, um, Twitter and Google and Facebook have really come under fire, because I guess there was another whistleblower. I was actually just talking to a couple people about this. But there was another whistleblower, Um, this article written by NY Post a couple days ago, Holly grills Zuckerberg over whistleblower claims of Facebook coordination, Google, Twitter, and apparently a whistleblower came out and said that these three are, these three social media giants are collaborating with one another to censor information. Not only are they censoring information, they're censoring information on each other's platforms And they're watching you, if you have anything outside of Facebook and Twitter and Google hooked up to their social media stuff, they're watching you from that. So if you go check your email from Facebook or something, like, they're watching that. Like, it's unreal, the amount, like, if you say, like, oh, I want to sign up with Facebook, Facebook now has access to spy on you. Wild, isn't it? Wild, isn't it? So yeah, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg was grilled Tuesday on Capitol Hill over a newly revealed whistleblower complaint suggesting that social media company coordinated with fellow web titans, Twitter and Google on what content to moderate. Senator John Hawley led the line of questioning during a larger Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on the scope and strength of Facebook and Twitter and its efforts to censor content while enjoying protections from the kind of liability faced by publishers. Holly said that his office was recently contacted by former Facebook employee who claimed the internal program called Tasks is used by the company to coordinate projects, including censorship. As I understand it, Facebook censorship teams communicate with their counterparts at Twitter and Google and then enter those companies suggestions for censorship into the task platform so that Facebook can then follow up with them and effectively coordinate their censorship efforts. Holly said Zuckerberg acknowledged that it's not unusual for workers within Facebook to speak with their peers as other, and other companies, but denied that there was any coordinated decision on what content should be unilaterally banned. Senator, we do not co- coordinate our policies, he said. I think it would be probably pretty normal for people to talk to their peers and colleagues in the industry, but that's different from co- coordinating with our policies, what our policies are or our responses to specific instances. But Zuckerberg acknowledged that the companies may give each other a heads up on security threats while maintaining that the same did not extend to moderate free speech issues. Or sorry, yeah, extend on how to moderate free speech issues. He declined to immediately agree, however, to share with the community of lists of mentions or of Google or Twitter on the platform. I'm going to post the rest of this article so you guys can check this out. But you guys are going to have to go watch it live because this article is kind of trash as compared to watching it live. Um, I'm going to see if I can go find the link for you guys because if this article does not do what was actually happening any justice, this article is just trash. I just pulled this up real quick. Um, Here we go. Let's go over to. yep i'm just going to post this link for you so this one is like four hours long so you'll have to watch it in parts and pieces because like let's face it four hours is a really long time four hours is a really long time really really long time nobody really has time to sit down for four whole hours straight and watch this thing but again like this new york article does not do Justice for the things that these people were questioned on. I mean they caught them so many times on so much stuff. It's absolutely wild. And then here's another article here. Um, nlpc.org. I'm gonna post this here. Here we go. And uh this- Here we go. Uh, Censorship epidemic on Facebook, Google, Twitter drives users to alternatives. And, yeah, they are. Um, MeWe has growing huge. Parler has been growing huge. I signed up for Parler, but I just don't like that they want my phone number. And they don't – it's just – it's not as – it's user-friendly, but it's not quite what I'd like. It's not a platform that I'm a big fan of. Um, Minds is really good. Reddit, as always, Reddit has always been really good. Um, MeWe is good. Things like Telegram, uh, using texting platforms, texting calling like Viber, like there's so many other things now that people are just getting fed up, and it's about time that people started to diversify a little bit. Not because Facebook wasn't a good place to get to know a bunch of people, because everybody was on Facebook. Almost everybody's on Twitter. Either they're one or the other. Um, when you put all your eggs in one basket, you can have a big problem when it comes to power. And it's not unknown for these people to have power issues. Um, With great power comes great responsibility, but these people don't understand responsibility. They just come in, divide, conquer, and kill. Okay, by now the election interference by big tech, specifically Facebook, Google, and Twitter, is indisputable. Also indisputable is that Congress will be powerless to alter their behavior with at least another two years to guarantee gridlock preventing the removal of big tech's exemption under Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which says the online companies are like telecoms, AT&T, and Verizon, meaning they are protected from litigation rather than news producers like New York Times and Fox News, not protected from litigation. Sure, you can expect more hearings like the one the one before a Senate Commerce Committee the, the week before election day, in which CEOs Mark Zuckerberg, Sudar, Pitchi, uh Pichai, whatever, and Jack Dorsey, Twitter, were berated about the corporate underlings' bias and censorship, but it was just a repeat of previous congressional theatrics. A lot of noise, a new act, no action. Big tech has gotten brazen. And one outrageous example discovered by a research team led by psychologist doctor Robert Epstein of American Institute of Behavioral Research and Technology, Google sent reminders to vote to to vote to liberal users, but none to conservative users. For four critical days during the early voting period in late October, according to PJ Media Report. One of our most disturbing findings so far is that between Monday and October, Monday, October 26th, the day our system became fully operational, and Thursday, October 29th, only our liberal field agents received vote reminders on Google's homepage. Conservatives did not receive even a single vote reminder. Epstein reported this kind of targeting is present nationwide could shift millions of votes in part because Google's homepage is seen 500 million times a day in the U.S. And I mean, there's so much, so so much, so much, so much more. Um, talking about the vote tampering and all this other stuff, it's, it's just absolutely wild. I'm not going to cover the vote fraud that's going on down in the United States today, but wow, it is just absolutely wild, absolutely wild. It just it just hurts to see. It hurt it it hurts to see. And I mean, I'm not a big voting a big fan of voting anyway, but I mean, this just goes to show um, how corrupt the system actually is, and how this is causing a lot of problems. And it's just interesting to see the complete moral depravity of society that a lot of people really don't care how anybody wins so long as the person they don't want doesn't win and it's just like this is how we end up with totalitarian states this is how we end up with dictatorships is when people are allowed to cheat using whatever means possible and nobody fights it it's just going to be a complete spiral downwards and then you have things like you know if you've ever read 1984 um, I strongly suggest you read that book. You can pop over to YouTube and find the YouTube book. You can go to livgen.is, download it. It's free everywhere. 1984, read it. And I mean, then you you, you have these professionals at the top that not only know everything about bi- your biology, but they also know everything about your psychology. And I mean, ah, oh, you know, with Manitoba going down in a lockdown again, we're literally using isolation, uh, solitary confinement, virtually using solitary confinement as a method to control this virus. Um, the amounts of mental health that have been completely just skyrocketing, like mental health, dead, like the complete destruction of mental health. There was like an article that like what one in one in five people who catch COVID so like end up having mental health issues after like it's oh. You just hit Google. Just well, not even like, hit like Google and then hit like DuckDuckGo. Cause like DuckDuckGo is so much better than Google. They don't really censor as much as Google do. I don't think they censor at all, but don't quote me on that. Just go look at like the amount of studies that are coming out um on mental health and how it's completely racking our society. I mean, here's one that I just pulled up from like, what? I think it was either DuckDuckGo or Google. I just typed in like mental health COVID 19. Um, More than two in five U.S. residents residents report struggling with mental or behavioral health issues associated with the coronavirus disease 2019 pandemic, including anxiety, depression, increased substance use, and suicidal thoughts, according to new findings from the center's disease control and prevention. I mean, it's just... Yeah, I mean, two weeks earlier by CDC researchers have found a substantial increase in anxiety disorder and depressive disorder symptoms in the United States during April through June compared with the same time frame in 2019. To further assess mental health, substance abuse, and suicidal ideation during the coronavirus pandemic, researchers from the CDC and institutions in Boston, Massachusetts, Melbourne, Australia... Conducted representative panel studies among U.S. adults during late June. And I remember I was doing um, like a lot of um, MTurk at that time. I was doing a bunch of MTurk. And they had a whole, like I could not believe the amount of studies that were coming out that were asking about mental health and coronavirus. Like I was probably doing like, oh, God, like a study or two a day that was new on COVID-19 and how you were going to be dealing with it with your, your mental health. Um, So yeah, for this one, for example, of 9,896 eligible eligible U.S. adults 18 years or older invited to participate in the research, 5,412, approximately 55%, completed the web-based surveys during June 24th to 30th. Overall, nearly 41% reported experiencing at least one adverse mental or behavioral condition. Uh, Nearly 31% reported symptoms of anxiety or depressive disorder. 26% reported a trauma or stressor related disorder associated with the pandemic. 13% said they had started to increase substance use to cope with the stress or emotions related to COVID-19. Nearly 11% of respondents said they had seriously considered suicide in the preceding 30 days, more than twice the rate reported in a 2018 survey. Like, This is doing a number on us, you guys. This is doing a number on us. Like, it's just, and you have the people that are at the top who are just facilitating this. And they have no guilt. They have no guilt. They don't care. And I know people can say, oh, well, they're trying to do this for, you know, our our better health. But no, they don't care. They don't care. They are using solitary confinement because they know that solitary confinement can really do a number on you. Like, really do a number on you. Oh, my goodness. Let's just. I mean, I'm just going to post a couple of like articles and stuff here that I just had open. They're not entirely relevant, but I mean, if you want to take a look at them, you can take a peek. Um, I mean, even in Canada here, uh, we used to have solitary confinement 23 and a half hours a day for um, segregated um Units in the jail where they were the most dangerous or the most in danger offenders, um, you know, in like provincial. And I don't know how exactly how federal works just when I was there um, for provincial. And even that got ruled unconstitutional that you can't have an inmate in lockdown for 23 and a half hours a day. Um, So they needed to change the programming. But now suddenly it's okay for a whole fucking country to say that's okay to stop the spread of a cold. I thought that masks worked. I thought you guys said that every time we wear a mask, it's going to help prevent the spread. But somehow all these studies that are being put out where if you have a mask, you're less likely to be in the hospital or being retracted. They were being put out, being used in policies. And now these studies are being retracted under our noses without our knowledge. Um, but yet the policies still stand. So where is that leading to us? We're being, we're, we're having a total number done on this. It's just absolutely wild. Absolutely wild and disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Oh, whoops, I just sent this to a friend. I don't want to. There you go. Yeah. Those are just some things that I'm going over today. I've got to pop off here, though, so make sure you tune in next week. Um, Try and stay as healthy and happy as you can. I mean, these are some really tough times right now where our government is just doing a number on us to completely screw us into submission and get us this vaccine, um, which is essentially going to dehumanize us even more than we already are. Um, it's just, it's, it's a real sad thing. It's a real sad thing to see. And it's really upsetting. And it's, I mean, it's understandable that like, you know, for individuals who have immunocompromised issues, I mean, when 40% of North America has, um, a chronic illness and even more than that have, you know, other health conditions, which could, you know, really, if they, if they catch something. Even if it's just a common cold could really do a number on them. Um, It's understandable to see, you know, that that they are scared and that it's, it's gross. The government is taking advantage of people who just want to live and be happy and healthy, but have been dealt such a shitty hand in life by the government's own hand that now they're starting to mentally abuse these people again. I mean, we had some sort of sense of normalcy over the summer, but the government is starting to abuse these people again tenfold and scare them into complete submission. I mean, this is some Stockholm syndrome stuff right here. This is Stockholm. They're going to abuse the ever-living hell out of these poor people, and it's like battered wife syndrome where they just, They just love their abuser. They'll make any excuse possible not to put blame on the abuser just so that they can have, you know, some sense of what they consider normalcy when it's a complete skewed perception of what is reality. And it really sucks when people, again, just want to be happy and healthy, but they're being abused in such a manner that they think that abuse is okay. And they think that this is all just going to be over with. And as long as they roll up their sleeves and just take the vaccine, that it's just going to all be over with and it's all going to be better. But abusers don't stop. They don't stop. They just keep abusing and keep abusing. I mean, this is why you tell any woman in a domestic abuse situation to get out because their abuser is not going to change. I mean, sometimes they do. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes people change. Sometimes they definitely do. But a lot of times they don't or they don't change for years and years down the line after they realize what they did was not okay. But the government is not going to change. I'm going to tell you right now, they are not going to change. And trying to get people in there that are good people, because people are trying, good people are trying to get out there and they're trying to get in these systems and they're trying to work it from the inside out. But things have gone so far that it's virtually impossible for these good people to get in there to make a change because they get phased out. They get phased out and it's just, it's, it's a miserable mess. It's an absolute miserable mess. <sighs> okay. So I'm going to pop off here. You guys, i got a few things that I got to get done here for this evening. Um, make sure you stay tuned for Michael Obernicia next week. I'm going to try and confirm again with him to make sure I see if I can get him on. He's very busy. I've been trying for two years, that I'm going to get that man on my show at some point. Um, but yeah. Have a very happy Thursday, and I will talk to you guys again soon. Bye-bye.